Hey, you're listening to the Quarry Podcast. Get ready to be encouraged and uplifted with us today. Everybody shouted, Amen. Nice. I didn't have to say it twice. You can be seated. Hey, thank you, worship team. They do great. Steve, would you mind playing for a little bit? And maybe for the next like 30, 45 minutes? <laughs> I like it when Steve plays. Can I get a little closer? All right, cool, cool, cool. All right, before I jump up tonight, there's something else, a little something else that we're doing tonight. So I was not here last week. I, I apologize. My wife said, hey, we're moving and the house is dirty. Can you please stay and help? And I said, all right, I'll do it. I'm sorry that I had to miss you last week, but didn't my man do great last week? Come on. Teach on obedience. Come on. Um, so we used to do this five minutes of fire all the time. We did it for a long time, probably like years, and then we just we stopped doing it. But it's back, and we want to hear what you have to say. We want to hear what God's speaking to you. We want to hear what's helping you because I guarantee it that when God is dealing with me about something, then it's going to help Roman. And I know if God's dealing with JC about something, it's going to help Clayton. And that's just how God works. He says, if someone will get up with the microphone or, or at, their, at their school and clear up the lunch table and jump on up and they're going to share with what's going on in their life, it'll help somebody else. So we nominated somebody else last week. And I, I'm pumped that we get to go on the same night. So the next five minutes of fire, and it's going to be fire, is brought to you by my man, Coop. What's up? What's up? Man, how are we feeling this Wednesday? Yep, yep. So my topic today, I chose to influence yourself with good company. Yep, yep. Um, you know, I chose this today because honestly, I feel like it really speaks to me because before camp and before I started coming here every Wednesday and Sunday, I was hanging around people who I shouldn't have been hanging around, you know, the groups I shouldn't have been with and and I knew I shouldn't have been there, but I was still choosing to ignore what Pastor Jordan talked about on Sunday, that feeling that, I, you know, you shouldn't be there, yeah. and I chose to ignore it. Yeah. And now I regret that. Now that I know that, I'm here speaking about it and try to help you guys with this. So can I get uh, my first scripture? From Proverbs 13:20? whoever walks with the wise becomes wise, but the companion of fools will suffer harm. Uh, you know, this verse right here just... I feel like it just shows us about how, you know, hanging around with the wrong crowd and the wrong person, wrong people can, they can bring you down. You need people that want the best for you and want you to be successful. And when you hang around those certain people, you don't get that. And you need it. Can I get the second verse as well? To go off that, I got another verse, you know. I feel like everybody knows this one. 1 Corinthians 15:33. Do not be deceived. Bad company ruins good morals. Man, man, I feel like both these verses you can use and remember in your everyday life when you're hanging around those crowd or hanging around that, those people that you don't need to be around and you know you don't need to be around them, but you still choose to do it every single time, every time. You know, I can relate to this because I've made many decisions like this and I've hung around the wrong crowd, the wrong people, and... I chose this because I can go from personal experience, and I'm here uh, talking about it because hopefully you guys can relate, hopefully you guys can use it, and hopefully you can learn from it, and you know what to do better the next time. 
And, you know, I, I know hanging around that certain group or those certain people may make you feel good in the moment and may give you that popularity and that social scene, but it's not what's best for you. And they may not butt heads with you, and you may not butt heads with them, but that's what you need. If you don't have somebody pushing you to be the best you can be, then you're not, you're not, you're not doing the best you can do. And you need, to, uh, you need to do the best you can do at all times, and especially for him. And sometimes, you know, it's hard to do the right thing, and it's easy to go with the crowd and go with the flow and try to have the popularity, and everybody think you're so awesome. But sometimes it's cool to not be cool. So I feel like, man, to have people like you guys here at the quarry and Church on the Rock, to push me and to push everybody here to be the best is what you need. I mean, it's better to be here instead of going to parties and going to kickbacks and doing things that you shouldn't be doing, even though it's easier to go there. Maybe sometimes you're tired and you don't want to be here and you'd rather go do drugs, drink alcohol, vape, do anything that's not really good. But you got to make that tough decision. You know, it's easy to do what's wrong. It's hard to do what's right. Can I get that last verse, please, Tegan? Ah, man. Proverbs 27, 17. Iron sharpens iron, so a man sharpens the countenance of his friend to show rage or worthy purpose. Man. Like I said earlier, you know, you need somebody to push. You need somebody to butt heads. You need somebody to know what's wrong. And you may argue. Like Pastor Morgan talked about last Wednesday. She used the same verse. Um, You know. You may disagree with them, and you may not want to be wrong, even though you know you're wrong. And when you get in your car after, you get in your parents' car, and you go home, and you really think about it, you're like, man, I was wrong, and they were right. And that's okay. It's okay to be wrong sometimes, and you need people that are going to do that for you every single time. And, you know, choosing this topic because I feel like it speaks to me since I've made tough decisions in my life, and I've made commitments, and I've made bad choices at the same time. For example, if you would have told me two to three years ago that I'd be here every Wednesday, here every Sunday, going to Christian Academy of Indiana, I would have laughed. I would have laughed and be like, you're crazy. But, you know, looking back at it, I'd make that decision every single time. Every single time. Because to be here on Wednesday, to be here on Sunday, and to get the Word of God at school is what I need. And having you guys and having this church is the best thing you can have and the best thing you could do. But, you know, having people that generally just care about you is what you need. And sometimes it can be tough love, and that's what you need. That's what you need. But in the end, they know what's best for you. They know what's best for your relationship with God. And really, that's all that matters. Give it up. Give it up for Coop. It was awesome. It was awesome. It was awesome. It was so good. So good. Um, you guys can be seated. Uh, can I just say, and, and I'm not just talking about just Coop, but this group, I'm super impressed with you guys. Super impressed with every single one of, them, one of you in here. Um, I'm proud of y'all. You guys are doing great. Keep it up. 
this has been a great summer for us. And we've got the Holy Spirit blew a lot of wind into our sails. And we've, we've picked up some speed and we're, we're cruising down the, the seas of life, cruising down the ocean right now with some momentum. Let's not lose that. Every time you start bringing something and throwing some weight on that ship, it starts slowing down. Let's not load ourselves up. Coop, great job. Appreciate it so much. Coop, I was pumped to see you and your whole family in church on Sunday. I, I maybe pretty much almost shed a tear when I was leading worship. So thanks a lot for that. Um, now we get to nominate somebody else. And everybody just went, mm-hmm. me? Yes, you. You ready? We're going to go with a girl this time. Okay. Uh, uh, and someone's like, I got to use the bathroom. Uh, okay. Who do, who do we want? Drum roll. Who do we want? That's actually, everyone over here is excluded. They're all the girls over here. Huh. Jayla? Do you accept five minutes of fire next week? Wow. She, she said, I guess so, yeah. Yes. Woo. I had... I had two or three other picked that I was like, if she says no, we're going to go to the next one. If they say no, hopefully number three says yes. Awesome. Whatever, whatever you want to teach on. Um, maybe not end times. Maybe not a blood moon. Maybe not aliens. Dinosaurs. Um, whatever God is dealing with you about in your life, talk, talk to us about it next week. And, and bring the fire. Bring the heat. Awesome. Okay. Jump into what we're going to talk about tonight. It's time to get down to the nitty gritty. Um, I want to talk to you about a message that I think is pretty fun. Um, my title tonight is Still Devoted. Not Still Devoted question mark? No, Still Devoted period. I'm not asking if you are. I'm saying for me, for me in my house, Still Devoted. Devotion 2023 was our summer camp. And we named it that. Every speaker got up and we taught on what it means to, to live devoted. I'm saying all these weeks later, Still devoted. Not questioning, like, am I? Because I, I, I believe that our group is in a place to where we went to summer camp. We had all the things that happened to us, all the impartations, all the words, of, all the words that someone spoke over us. If there's a prayer line and something got off of you that's been on you, maybe you're in the dorms late at night at 1 in the morning, my, my crew here, and we're sitting there chatting and talking, and, and we're learning together. Still devoted. We didn't forget about those things, did we? Check this out. So this is, this is a selfish moment. I'm sorry. But Pastor Morgan prayed for my wife and I. We've been looking for a house for like a year and a half. Like looking, looking. Like, it's that one. No, it's not. It's that one. No, it's not. I was like, well, I thought it was. Um, well, we got one. Now, now what, what, what am I talking about? She said, she prayed over us. She might not remember. She said, I'll, I'll, I'll make it a little shorter. She just said, the money will be easy. The houses will be easy. The property will be easy. I've been searching for a hot minute. We come home from summer camp on a Tuesday. I took a five-hour nap. Praise God. It was great. Uh, Madeline says she started folding clothes on the couch and then woke up six hours later. I was like, wow, that's impressive. It must have been very uncomfortable. How are you sleeping? Um, <laughs> Tuesday, we come back. Wednesday morning, I get a call from a, a builder that I've, I've been praying for. And... I'm asking God, I really want this builder. He's a high-end builder. I own a painting business. I want to paint for him. Randomly doing a walkthrough with him. I said, yeah, we're, you know, he's like, yeah, my customer's looking for land. I said, yeah, you know, we are too. And he goes, oh, yeah, I just know somebody. We got that. We got it. It's mine. It's mine. 
Like I'm moving. So anyways, still devoted. Uh, talking about what you got at summer camp. Um, we didn't forget about it. It's not done away with it now just because we got a, a few days away from it. It's still here. We're still moving with it. So I, I'm telling you, if God spoke to you through a pastor or a leader or your friends or God just talked to you himself, remember those things. Stay devoted to those things. Now, I'm not asking, like, are you still devoted? I'm just saying we're still devoted. Nothing's changed. Now, life's about to change. School's here. All them peoples that you, you pulled them spiritual scissors out and said, I got to cut you out of my life. Right. Coop just talked about that. Yeah. Are we going to go back? And when, at, when you came to me at summer camp and you, you said, man, I got these those doofuses in my life that I got to cut out right now. And I'm cutting them out. Yeah, yeah. You were so pumped up. You're about to see them. Yeah. You know, doofus. You're about to see them. <laughs> and for your girls, that guy, doofus. Um, you're about to see them. Yeah. Still devoted? Right. Now I'm asking. Right. Still devoted? Or is it just convenient to say I'm devoted? No, right. we're still devoted. Yes, I believe it. Yes. I believe it. It's different. Yes. I believe it's different. Um, I've got to a place in my life now where I, I believe that I, I am actually living devoted. Um, I would say the very large majority of time when, when times is like I'd have like 10% of my life would be devoted. I'm staying in this and maintaining this. And there's days where it goes by, it's like, man, God, I, I kind of, a couple of days, really didn't really live too devoted to you. I didn't spend as much time with you, really didn't talk to you, or I didn't really include you too much in my day. But I'm getting to the place now where I'm so consistent with that, where I don't miss it anymore. And I'm saying you can too. You think like, man, we talk, we spent all summer talking about devotion. We talked about it for summer camp, and Amsie's still talking about being devoted tonight. But you can. You can live, you can live that way. Make that choice. Stay disciplined. Keep making the right choices, and you can live a life of devotion. I believe that when you're faithful to that, the Bible says, a faithful man shall abound with blessings. I know and believe that there's certain things in my life that are happening to my family and I and our business and things like that because I'm not saying, I, I'm, I'm devoted, so that's why I'm getting good stuff. Listen, it's all God. Hello. But God said, if you do, if you do this, this will happen. So we're seeing, we're seeing and we're reaping the benefits of of. Living devoted, and it's it's awesome. So when you go back to school, and uh, you know the ones you told us you were gonna cut out, uh, are you capping, or are you still devoted? You know, uh, little Miss Crop Top. I'm not talking to you. I hit your leg, but I'm not talking to you specifically. When you go back to school, you know everybody knows little Miss Crop Top, right? And uh, (laughs) when she rolls up to you at school, guys, still devoted. Hey, listen, if you wear a crop top, I'm, no, I'm just saying. I'm just talking about her, that one. She ain't right. When she comes up to you and you're like, well, you're really looking great this summer. Um, still devoted? Okay. Girls, what about when uh, Mr. <laughs> I'm not like other guys. Uh, what about when he rolls in and he asks you to lower your standard? Oh, man, I thought you were just going to pick on the guys. Um, what about him, Mr. I'm not like other guys? Listen, um, still devoted? Right. I'm asking. Right. <laughs> you got to ask yourself these questions. You got to be prepared. What about when you had a, a tough day and you want to come home and, man, I just feel like I could maybe just look at some inappropriate stuff real quick. Still devoted? Because school's coming. You know, there's that pace of, of school, summer pace of sleeping in and staying up all night, sleeping until 1 o'clock in, in the afternoon. You get up, good morning, Dad. And he's like, good morning. I woke up at 530. Like, what are you talking about? Um we're back to routine. We're back to some schedules. Yeah. Are you still devoted? Will you stay 
devoted. I can't answer that. Only you can. And you are the one that's going to make it happen, though. Not Clayton ain't going to do it for Joe. And Joe's not going to do it for JC. You got to do it yourself. Now, listen, you got the help of the Holy Spirit on your side. And he's, the Bible says that he is our helper. It's one of the names for the Holy Spirit. And he's, he's going to help you. He's going to help you. So I want to talk about how to live still devoted. I have two points. Typically, I got three, four, five. I have two. I'm not going to spend a long time tonight. That was my intro, and we're going to jump right into point number one. How to live still devoted. Point number one, remember your training. Remember your training. Our leaders in the Army all the time would yell out, remember your training, or they'd shout it right in your ear, remember your training. You know, uh, they're not, they don't say it in a, a nice voice. They don't speak quietly like uh, God does to us. They, they yell it. Um, so when you feel, a, you know, an attack coming from the enemy, when you go back to school and Mr. I'm not like everybody else and little Miss Crop Top comes up, remember your training. Remember what you devoted yourself to. Remember that you are still devoted. In the Army, we had lots of training times where they would say, all right, in a controlled classroom environment, if you see on the screen, if your vehicle flips over, this is what you do. And then we would have a classroom time and say, all right, we're going to the field and we're going to practice this stuff. So we would have these live exercises and they'd be walking past the vehicle, look at the wheel, remember your training. They'd shout that out all the time. And I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, uh, yeah, okay, I remember. I remember step one, if the vehicle flips, we had this really cool vehicle. It was a vehicle, it was a Humvee. They took the wheels off and they ran like a spear almost like through the bottom of it and it was on like a rotisserie. So you get in, you put your seatbelts on and, and it's in like a building and they, they rotate it like you're driving down the road and all of a sudden they flip it on top like you flipped. And then you got to push your seatbelt and you crash into the ceiling and got to figure it out. But they would say, remember your training. Right. Now I'm telling you, remember your training. Uh, so now we went from classroom training. Now we went to a live training. Now, we, now here I am in Iraq now in 2008. Right. And we're, we're driving down the road and we're in Fallujah and we're on a two-lane road and I'm just so bored. I was facing the six o'clock position. We're driving this way, but my job was to face this way. My machine gun, I'm kind of hitting bumps. I'm like, this is so boring. We're listening to like Toby Keith <laughs> on our little thing. I'm just a middle-aged middle. I'm just like, oh my gosh, I'm just bumping down the road. And all of a sudden I see some headlights come out. I'm like, mm, what's that? Hey, hold on. It's after 10 p.m. No one's supposed to be on the road. Hold on. Who's this? Hey, uh, a truck commander. His name was Sergeant Beard. It really was. It was Beard. I was like, that's interesting. Oh, he was super mean. Um, yelled at me all the time. Uh, I said, Sergeant Beard, there's some kind of truck approaching from the rear. And he's like, you're the gunner, Bach. You know what to do. I was like, okay. And all of a sudden, I feel like, I'm like, and I can feel my, I can feel my pulse in my eyeballs. Like, it's every time it, it hits, it's like I'm going, like, blurred vision for a second. I'm like, oh, my gosh. This is about to happen. That car's approaching super fast. It's picking up. I can hear it. I'm like, I'm going to have to do this, I guess. And we were trained that they take IEDs, uh, bombs, and they put them in their bumper, and they have a magnet on the bomb, and the bumper is magnet is, uh, is metal. So when you crush into something, those two things connect, the bomb goes off. So I'm not trying to get exploded. <laughs> and I see this thing coming, I'm like, oh, shoot. And, I, and I'm, like, going through my head, like, kind of freezing, honestly. Like, oh, you didn't, like act like some tough, no, I kind of like was freezing for a second, I'm like, oh my gosh, his headlights are getting closer, and I said, he's getting closer, and he yelled, remember your training, Bach, super loud in the headset, now he was, he always spit when he talked, and so I can see the spit flying out of his mouth probably, Um, and I won't go on with the whole story after that, but everything wound up being okay, 
And I'm not telling you right now that if you don't remember your training, like you could physically die. Like in that instance, myself or multiples could have died if, if we didn't remember our training. But what will happen to your spiritual life, which is the most important part? The physical side is very important. But the spiritual side of us, what will happen if you don't remember your training? What will happen to you? I'm not saying physical death. What about you put your, your gifting, your calling, the anointing on your life, what if you just push it to the side? And then you're, while you're supposed to be developing that, because when you reach age 22, God has this thing for you. But you decide to push that on the back burner, and the closer you get to that, you were supposed to be, be developed all this time because you you're not remembering your training. All the things that we learned at Devotion 2023, all those times we were crying and hugging each other and worshiping and going crazy, and it was the best of times. Remember your training. Let's look at 1 Timothy 4. 7 through 8. I know I'm so tall and blocking the screen. Let me just move real quick. It says, do not waste time arguing over godless ideas and old wives' tales. Instead, train yourself to be godly. Didn't we do that this summer? Yeah, exactly. I feel like this summer was different. It was different for me. Yeah. Holiness, purity, yeah. godliness was, has been a huge topic for me for a while. Yeah. And I feel like I reached a place this summer and... Let me just be honest. I feel like as a group, we haven't always all gone the same place. But I feel like this year we did. I feel it's different. And I don't, I don't know why. It must be just the Holy Spirit showing me that. But I feel like our group has reached a place. And that's, that's exciting for, for Pastor Morgan and the, us leaders to, to see that. But it says, instead, train yourself to be godly. Physical training is good, but training for godliness is much better, promising benefits in this life and in the life to come. So I tell you tonight, remember your training. You know, I know this... This training of, of godliness, of being like God and, and being Christ-like, that didn't just start this summer. Some of you can say, like, hey, I've, I feel like I've been doing actually trying my, really, my best. I feel like I've been doing God's job for a few years. Well, it's awesome. Let's continue that. Let's not, when we go back to school, this chapter of my life is closed. Hello to the new chapter. Let's not do that. Remember your training. They used to sh- shout that all the time in the army. We had this really annoying sergeant. He'd always be like, got it? Check. 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 It always said, I'm like, dude, stop saying check. Like, nobody wants to hear that. But they'd always shout, remember your training. I remember hearing that so many times. What about all those times when you got alone with God this, this summer? Yeah. On those Friday nights where you want to do some kickback, but you decided to get alone with God instead. Sure. Remember those times. Remember your training. What about all the messages that you've heard preached this summer? Yeah. Whether it was here or whether it's a friend's church that you that you visited or, or if it's on a Sunday morning from our pastor or it's from all the ministers at summer camp. What about all those messages? Remember your training. What about all the private conversations? I realize private conversations are very important in my life. And I've got a lot of help when it's, when it's me and Justice on one talking about real issues of life or me and Justin sitting around talking about real issues of life. I get so much out of those conversations, sometimes more than I would get on a Sunday morning. So remember your training. Those ones that got with me, I just remember the, me specific, those times when we met at summer camp and talked, or times out here when you said, can I talk to you for a second? And, and we, we shared, and we felt like we shined some light on, on an issue. Remember your training. Yes, that's good. Remember your training. Yes. My last point. I said I only got two. How, how are we going to live still devoted? One, we're going to remember our training. And two, stay disciplined. Yes. Yep. That's, that's all my points for tonight. That's it. Love it. I want to... You might think, well, that's not that, it's not that easy. It can be that easy. It can be that easy to remember 
all the things that we've been through with God, this, this amazing summer that we've had with God, has it been busy? Yes, but God has been with me in every single part of it. I've not excluded him from anything. Maybe I didn't have time to wake up and pray for four hours in the morning, but I included him in every step of my life during the day. And I talked to him about the moment I was feeling anxious or the moment I was thanking him for, God, today's a great day, even though I woke up not feeling great. <laughs> Remember all these moments. But point number two, stay disciplined. I'm not a very disciplined person, Amzie. Well, you're a liar because if you know Jesus in here tonight, check out 2 Timothy 1.7. It says, for God has not given us a, a spirit of fear and timidity. When I read that, I was like, timidity, how do you say that? Timidity. But it, what, this is what he gave us. He gave us, but of power, love, and? You're busted. Not a very, I, I have a hard time being disciplined. But God gave you that. It's a free gift. Power. The power to be self-disciplined. So we can't say. You know, like, man, that person seems super disciplined. Like, you know, those Getty boys, they're just shredding through their Bible. Like, man, I don't even know where my Bible is. You have that power to be disciplined in your life. We, we can't use that as an excuse. You know, with staying disciplined, continue to say no to those things that at summer camp, when we said, you know, at summer camp, we were all praying and ministry time is happening when people are, are getting prayed for. And you said to God, I'm giving up this thing for you. Stay disciplined and don't go back to that thing. You gave it to God and let it, let it stay there. I'm, listen, y'all, I'm telling you, Pastor, if you, if you were at summer camp and you heard Pastor's message, Pastor Jordan's message about all the people he's seen come through over the years and, and, and walk the walk and talk the talk. And, and when, when Dr. Jacobs is up, hello, Dr. Jacobs, so good to see you. And then literally the next moment, they're gone. We will not be that group. When we graduate from the quarry and we move on to college age, still devoted. Not, well, I guess that chapter's life's over. I'll see you after college in about four years. No, 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 no. Still devoted. Find a local place and stay local if you can. You can. You can do it. And if you uh, do go a little bit ways away, do like Brianna Burns did when she went to Hanover, which is an hour away, and she drove every single service. We didn't just have Sunday morning service, y'all. We had Sunday morning, Sunday night, Tuesday night, Wednesday night, Thursday night, Friday night. You know, we had like five services then. Every single time we had a service, she's rolling in. Did, she, did it cost her gas money? Yeah. But did it help her so much for her life to set her up for success? She is now very successful and leading the way in one of her careers. And she's someone that we look up to now when it comes to how to deal with people and how to help people when maybe I just don't know how. So... If you're going to go to a school that's a little ways away, um, I encourage you to take a second look at that. I don't know why I'm talking about that right now, but yeah, a lot of decisions coming up for people in the future, a lot of offers, a lot of scholarships, a lot of this, a lot of that. But what is going to help you still, or what's going to help you stay devoted, still devoted? What's going to help you? Being connected to your local church. There's other good churches in this world. There's plenty of good churches in this world. But I believe that God has one for you that's a very specific one. I believe it's this one. If you're here in this room tonight, this is your church. Stay close. I don't know why I had to say all that, but I think it'll help you. But say no to the things that, that are coming up that you said at summer camp and in, in the services after that. You said, I'm not going back to that. And when God said, will you say yes to me about this thing? And you said, yes, God, I will. Say yes to those things as they come up. Stay devoted. You know... Devotion doesn't consider convenience. Because if that's the case, 
I'd never be devoted. <laughs> it's not always convenient. Let me say this, though. What you give yourself to, your desires will follow. If you choose to stay devoted, I believe, and I'm experiencing this right now, it gets easier and easier. It gets easier to say yes to the right thing because when you said, I love this more than I love this, and you, you start making those little tiny micro steps in that direction, the further you get away from this, it's so much easier to say yes to this. But you have to start somewhere. You have to start somewhere. Stay disciplined. You know, devotion isn't always convenient, but it is always the right time to live devoted. Let's not be like Felix. Felix? Who, who Felix? You guys know who Felix is? I'll tell you. I didn't think you'd know because I actually didn't even know that name was in the Bible, but it is. See, when you have good friends like Evan Stumbler, he sends me scriptures, and I say, can I steal that for Wednesday night? And he said, absolutely. He said he expects some royalties off it, though. So um, who's Felix? Let's look at Acts 24, 25, talking about living devoted, talking about staying disciplined. It says this. Now, Paul was talking to this guy's family here, Felix and his family. He says, as he reasoned with them, as Paul reasoned with them about righteousness and self-control and the coming day of ju judgment, Felix became frightened. He said, go, go away for now, he replied. Uh, when it's more convenient, I'll, uh, I'll call for you again. We're not like that, though, because we're still devoted. Um, when we're presented with a challenge or a place that we could grow or someone would say, are you still living devoted? What's the summer like? For you. Don't be like Felix and be like, hey, could you, you know, I got a, little, got a little something in my life. Like, could you come back to me later when I clean it up? You will not clean it up. When you keep making excuses like, God, I'll do it tomorrow. Tomorrow never comes. It's so true. Don't be like Felix. Felix kind of sucked. He's kind of dumb. No, but, uh, don't be like Felix. And, and let's, not, let's not push that off like, hey, could you come back and tell me this truth sometime later? Let's not do that. But that day won't come. One of the best things I have learned, so I love my relationship with the Holy Ghost, with the Holy Spirit. I love it. It's, it's very precious to me. I love it. It's having the, the gift of the Holy Spirit inside you, activated where you can speak in tongues and where you can pray over your life and you can ask him questions all day. Should I? Should I not? Holy Spirit, what should I do? Should I go there? They're asking for my attention. She is asking for me. You know, school counselor said this, and everybody said that school. Like, Holy Spirit, like, the Holy Spirit will help you stay disciplined. The Holy Spirit will help you remember your training. So many times where I just didn't, I just didn't know what to do. Uh, someone called me yesterday. I had a 55-minute phone call with this person who's much older than me, much older than me by like 20 years. And they told me everything that was going on. I was like, like oh, my gosh, like, Wow. And I didn't, as soon as the phone call happened, I know the direction it was going. I said, Holy, Holy Spirit, I just said it, you know, in, in, my, in my spirit. I said to the Holy Spirit, in my spirit, I said, will you please help me answer this? I don't know how. I don't quite know how. I, I just went off. It was the best thing. I, I straight up preached my summer camp message to this person. It was crazy how it happened. I just quickly pulled up my notes real quick. I said, well, you know, in uh, the scripture right here, because I got it on tap right here. Um, the Holy Spirit helped me. Because I asked him to, I said, Holy Spirit, will you please help me remember these things? There's a scripture that talks about that. Um, let's look at John 14, 26. So we're talking about remembering your training. We're talking about staying disciplined. 
It says, but when the Father sends the advocate as my representative, that is the Holy Spirit, listen, he will teach you everything and will remind you of everything I have told you. What did God tell you at summer camp? Don't forget that. Someone's going to call you. Someone's going to talk to you. And it may be one of the last phone calls they ever have. Ask the Holy Spirit to help you. Say, Holy Spirit, like, you don't have to say that over the phone to him, but Holy Spirit, I'm not really sure what to say right now, but I know that you will give me the words to speak. Because it just, it just happened for me, and I was like, man, that was really good. I'm like, that did not come from me. And this person's like, wow, that's so amazing. Like, that really encouraged me. I feel like I'm experiencing freedom now. They said that, and I texted me that later. I was like, oh, my gosh, that's awesome. I was able to ask the Holy Spirit what to do, and, and he said right here, he will teach you everything, and he will remind you of everything I've told you. So all the scripture that I put into me that I, I don't really need that scripture. I'll read it anyways. Stuff started coming out of me. I'm like, where did that come from? So when it comes to staying disciplined, ask the Holy Spirit to help you. Say, Holy Spirit, I, this is what I say. Holy Spirit, would you encourage me to just help me do the right thing? I still say that all the time. Holy Spirit, would you, would you help me make the right decision? And when that thing comes up that I used to fall to, will you, will you just be like right in my face about it and just convict me like, no, that's wrong. Don't do that. Don't do that. Because one thing I noticed, I've always learned about sin is that the Holy Spirit will always bring something in you and always provide a way to escape. Every single time, if you're paying attention, you'll notice sin will arise with the opportunity. And you'll go, huh. And the Holy Spirit will say, if you do this, you won't do that. Every single time that I've done something inappropriate or wrong or cut somebody out or thought something I shouldn't have, he has provided a way of escape. You just got to ask him. It's, it's so simple. It's not a hard thing to do. Don't think like this relationship with God hard. It's not. Just ask him. Simply say it. And I know and I believe through experience that when you ask the Holy Spirit to help you something, he's more than willing and more than able. So as you guys prepare to go back to school this year, um, it's not school as usual. It's not friend group as usual. It's not Mr. Not like other guys as usual. It's not Little Miss Crop Top as usual. It's not, it's not all that stuff again, guys. Because we've chosen, and we devoted ourselves at summer camp this year. I just, think, I just feel like it was really special. I think it's different. It was different than other years. I know we say that every year, but I feel, this, I feel this even stronger than other years. I just feel like this group, that we are headed in the right direction. Every single one of us. I don't care if you're 11 up to 34. Justin might beat me in age, but hey, he's still young, though. You still break some ankles on that court if you got to. Um. I believe that we're in a place that's just different now. Don't talk yourself out of it. Don't speak against it. But just believe for it. So, I'm going to close, but let me ask. I'm going to throw a little question mark after it. Still devoted? I am. I'm choosing to stay that way. I'm choosing to live that way. For some of you, school started today or tomorrow, and it starts next week. Everything that you put into your life when it comes to holiness and godliness and placing God first, we'll be tested when you go back to school. Be ready. Be on guard. It's not like, ooh, watch out. No, but just be on guard. The Holy Spirit will give you the strength to do it and, and the ability. His grace, his grace is his ability. He'll help you with it. It's not a hard thing to do. I know things like that are enticing and they might, you might want to run after them, but just don't. Just remember that. Remember your training. I wish I, I, wish I could get like some kind of like, Megaphone and just pop up for every single one of you. Just like, remember your training. And just like bounce out. I would do it, but as a kind of a physical impossibility. So <laughs> you with me? Awesome.
Thanks for listening to this message. To learn more about what's happening at the quarry, check us out on social media. 